Father, we thank you for the prayers that have been prayed, the songs that have been sung, those that have participated in the worship of giving. And now as we come to the time to look into your word, we ask that you will just open up the heart, open up the mind, open up the spirit, and let this word fall onto the good soil of our hearts, and that it will grow and become a big, mighty oak next to the water of your spirit. We thank you and we honor you for it. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, we are now in the fourth episode of our series entitled Outcasts, the Friends of Jesus. And in this episode, this fourth episode, we're going to talk about the greatest blessing of following Jesus is the relationship we get to have with God rather than the gifts that he gives us. And we have traveled down this road so far, and the first episode we talked about, the search is on. The second episode, we talked about the look of love. The third episode, we talked about the effort of appreciation. Today, the subtitle is The Source. The source. Now, as we get ready to talk about the source, you know I got to give y'all some definitions. The definitions are an outcast is an exile, a pariah, a person cast out or rejected. Literally, that which is cast out. The next definition is source. Source is a support, a base, the first cause, the original, that which gives rise to anything. And as we go through this today, we're going to use a familiar story to bring out this point. And it's going to be in Luke, the 17th chapter, starting at the 11th verse. We're going to be in the English Standard Version, Luke 17 and 11. And it says this, on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will fall upon the good soil of our hearts, that we will live thereby in Jesus' name. Now, before we go any deeper in this, I want to point out that in those ancient times, people suffering from the skin disease of leprosy were treated as outcasts. There was no cure for the disease, which gradually left the person disfigured through the loss of fingers, toes, and eventually arms and legs would just fall off. 
Leprosy sufferers had to leave their homes and families and live together with other sufferers on the outskirts of the town. They would have to scavenge for food. They were forbidden to have any contact with people who did not have the disease, and they had to ring a bell and shout unclean if anyone approached them. They could not go to the marketplace and were forbidden to take part in worship. If anyone had a skin disease from which they were cured, which was unlikely in the case of leprosy, Jewish law stated that they could not re-enter society unless they first went to the priest to be checked before receiving a certificate to say that they were now clean. Now, Palestine was divided into three regions, Galilee, Judea, and Samaria. The Jews hated the inhabitants of Samaria who were known as Samaritans. In the past, their ancestors had married foreign invaders from a non-Jewish background. Since then, the Samaritans were treated in an inferior way as they were not pure Jews. So as we look at this and we look at this situation that we have set up, Jesus is on his way and he's going through this town. And we realize that these outcasts, these 10 individuals were outcasts because of society. Not only were they outcasts because, because of society, they were outcasts because of a condition. Now, I, I don't know if you caught it, but leprosy was such a bad condition, it would cause your fingers to just fall off. Then it would cause your toes to fall off. Then it got to the point where it caused such deterioration of your body that your arms would fall off. I mean, your nose, it, everything would just start falling off. And so the way to prevent this from spreading, if you had leprosy, you had to go stay with other lepers. They ain't had no vaccinations back then. So the only way they could hope to fix this was to keep everybody away. Now, if you remember from what I said earlier, that there were 10 individuals. Now these 10 individuals all became outcasts because they all had the same condition. And in any other time, we can realize that these 10 individuals wouldn't have even been friends because we found out that one of them is a Samaritan and we don't hang out with Samaritans. But sometimes situations and conditions will make you friends with folks that you thought was gonna be your enemy. And so we have to realize that these folks came together because of the condition that they were in. Now they followed the law as they walked, as Jesus walked into it, it says they stayed off the appropriate amount of distance. Now, I just want to stop real quick. And, and can you imagine if you had to walk around with a bell in your hand? And when folks got close to you, you had to ring that bell to warn them to stay away from you. And you had to shout, unclean, 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 until they went into a different direction. Now, not only would that make that person stay away from you, but that would just add more emotional distress to you. Because you keep saying something long enough, guess what? You start becoming that. If you say that I, I can't do it, guess what? You're right. If you say I'm too big, I'm too short, I'm too, whatever you say you are, you keep saying that long enough, guess what happens? 
You become what you say. And so these folks are walking around declaring that they're not clean. Now they could have took a bath every day. However, they were not clean according to the standard that was established by society. And we got a, even got a guy in here that we ain't even supposed to like, but we like him now because he's in the same disposition that we're in. Now, as we look at this, we see that they were shouting to Jesus and he says, all right, go and show yourselves to the priest. And when he says that, they begin to go do that. Now, they trying to change how they said what they're supposed to say. Remember what I said they're supposed to say? Unclean, unclean. But when they saw Jesus, they said, have mercy on us. <laughs> Jesus' presence causes you to change how you think about yourself. Jesus' presence causes you to, to change that saying that you've been saying about yourself. Remember, you were saying you were two or you, you weren't good enough. And, and, but when Jesus comes into your life, into your presence, he causes you to change how you say things and how you look at things. And so we see that Jesus said, go show yourselves to the priest. Now, wait a minute, y'all lepers and Go show yourself to the priest. You only go show yourself to the priest if you are clean. But these ten guys were obedient. They started heading toward the priest. And as they're heading toward the priest, the Bible says that they are healed. That means their leprosy dried up. Oh, I didn't tell you that leprosy is, it, it was like a fungi on you. It was this whiteness, and you knew you had it because... You, your skin started turning white. And part of that was because it was, it was deteriorating your skin, deteriorating your bone, deteriorating whatever it was touching. All that was deteriorating. That's why your fingers and stuff would fall off. And so as they're walking, they see that their skin color is coming back. Now, the nine start picking up the pace. But I would tell you that the tenth person, the Samaritan, he kind of looked and said, Mama. I'm going back and thank Jesus for what he's done for me. And so he had a different mindset. See, when you are outcast and you've been an outcast, and then even as in the midst of the outcast, you consider the outcast. When you're the lowest of the outcast, you got a different perspective. I would say that these other nine folks were thinking, I can go back to my family, I can do, but... The Samaritan, the hated guy, the guy that they said, they used to call them dogs. They used, to call, they used to talk about them so badly. That's why it was so significant when Jesus would say that the Samaritan was better than in the other story. You remember the story about the guy getting beat up on the side of the road? And Jesus said a Samaritan came and helped the guy. See, that, was, see, that didn't compute. Samaritans ain't like that because we call them dogs. We say they have breeds. We say they, all these bad things about them. They're not supposed to be helpful. Jesus hanging out at the well and talking to a woman from Samaria. See, that ain't right. That ain't, that's not supposed But Jesus does things differently in order to change the environment that we're in. So we can, we can deduce by this situation that the nine folks was only looking for the blessing. 
They're only looking for the healing. And the Samaritan realized that if I go back, I don't have to just get the fruit, but I can actually be with the root. I can be with the source. I don't just have to be blessed. I can be with the blesser. Now, I think, was it last week I was talking about how the old folk back in the day used to have them little corn purses and they would pull, you know, and say, you've been good and give you a quarter and all this thing. Now, the smart kid would always be the one that as soon as that person got out the car, usually was a woman, and he would go help her out the car. And, you know, and say, can I carry something for you? Because he wasn't sure how many coins she had at that day, but he wanted to make sure that he was at the source to make sure that he got his coin. And I think that Samaritan kind of got that same idea. He said, you know, I'm being blessed, I'm being healed, but what would be even better if I could have this relationship with Jesus so that I can always be in a blessed state? It doesn't have to just be this one time. It doesn't have to, so he had a different mindset. He believed that being with Jesus was greater than anything that Jesus could do or would do for him. How many of us have those type of friends that have gone through the hills and the valleys, have gone through the situations with you? They have looked at you when everybody else said don't talk to them. They were there from beginning to the end. Just friends. They didn't want to be around you for what you had. They just wanted to be around you because they kind of liked you. I found something by John Piper that, 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 that I really want to throw out to us today and it says this. The critical question for our generation and for every generation is this. If you could have heaven with no sickness and with all the friends you have, you ever had on earth, and all the food you ever liked, and all the leisure activities you ever enjoyed, and all the natural beauties you ever saw, all the physical pleasures you've ever tasted, and no human conflict or any natural disasters, could you be satisfied with heaven if Christ was not there? Sadly, the nine lepers from this story would say yes. Jesus, give me the stuff. I don't need to talk to you. Just give me the stuff. Answer my request, Jesus. Just answer my request. I need to get back with my family. Now, I know none of us are like that, but there's some folks that have that type of mindset. Jesus, just make sure you give me my stuff. Make sure you bless my foe and no more. Jesus, you look at, they look at Jesus as an ATM. But if we lock in to the mindset of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they were about to be thrown into the fire, they told the king that the Lord would save them. But even if the Lord didn't save us, guess what? We're going to have the relationship with God. Our relationship's not built on what God could do for them, but who he was 
to them. This Samaritan, this unlikely person who happened to be related to these other ten guys because of a common situation, realized in the midst of the situation that I'd rather be with the source than to just get what the source provides. Another one of my stories. One of the ways I learned how to cook was this. My mom told me when I was little, she said, I want you to learn how to cook because I don't want you to have to depend on anybody. I want you to know how to do this. So I learned uh, three things. I learned how to cook, I learned how to do laundry, and I learned how to sew. Now, the sewing thing, I put, wait, don't, don't ask me to sew nothing for you. I'll I, I, I just sneak it to the seamstress. Cause I, I, but the other two things I can still do pretty well. But the one thing I learned about cooking, that you can watch somebody do it, but you got to be in there and get your hands a little bit dirty. But the one benefit I learned from cooking is that when you're in there cooking, you get to eat simultaneously. And so when you are by the source, you get benefits. Now you can wait to receive the blessing, which was the prepared dinner, but when you was by the source, our mom and grandma would tell me, taste this. Yes, ma'am. That got too much in it? Uh, no, ma'am. Okay, go make your little bowl of it. Now. That's what I learned. Being by the source, you get benefits, but you also get relationship. You also get understanding. You also get... Now, the, the dinner is good. But the background, what I learned from that, the, the relationship that I established was, is totally different. And it helped me even more. So we can deduce in this story that the nine other lepers only wanted the miracle so that they could get back to society. So that they could get back to the things that they thought were so important to them. Not saying that they weren't, but they were so important to them. They merely just wanted their status to change. They wanted to not, no longer have to walk around with a bell, no longer have to make that declaration of unclean. They, they didn't want to have to do any of that um, uh, 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 anymore. But the 10th leper, the Samaritan leper, he found something much more valuable. See, in the midst of the situation, we find that some people say only go to Jesus because he's going to change your status. Some of us run after Jesus because we need to be feeling better. But there's some situations that Jesus keeps us in. Sometimes we go through changes and situations that... Our status does not seem to change. However, the change comes in that our mindset, because our mind is changed, the reality of that situation changes. And I believe being connected to the source allows us to change our mind about how we see things. Changes our mind about how we declare things. Changes our mind in how we present ourselves in the midst 
of situations. Now, the reality may, may, have, may have been that this guy was healed. This guy was declared clean, but guess what? He was still a Samaritan. So really his status didn't change, but his mindset changed because he was now connected to the source. Yeah. And because he was connected to the source, he knew it was more meaningful for him to be connected to the source than it was to be connected to the healing. And so I want to just encourage us today. Yes, this is, this is unusually for me. We are cutting, up, cutting, up, cutting it loose early today. But this, this, I want to just encourage you to don't get so upset about the fact that you're in a position of outcast because some folks don't want to be around you, some folks don't want to associate with you. Don't, don't get yourself all wrapped around that fact. Wrap yourself around the fact that you got Jesus. Amen. That you have a relationship with Jesus. And if you have a relationship, and since you have a relationship with Jesus, that's greater than any status that you can be in in this earth. Think about this. The Samaritan, this double outcast, leper Samaritan, didn't care about going to the priest to be declared clean. He more uh, wanted to be in relationship with Christ. It didn't change the fact that he was Samaritan. It didn't change the fact that he used to be a leper. And that's another thing that folks will do to you. They'll be like, wasn't you a leper? Yeah, but now I'm clean. But wasn't you a leper? Well, you know, folks will try to bring up that past to pull you back. But when Jesus is in your life, when he has come and become the preeminence of your life, that changes. Like the dad told his older son, he said, my son that was blind can now see. The son that was once lost is now found. Jesus changes how our mindset goes. So I want to encourage us today to not look at the stuff, not get wrapped around the stuff, but let's get wrapped around establishing a true relationship with Jesus and what Jesus is doing in our lives. Because it may not look like you have the biggest of houses. It may not look like you have the bestest of cars. It may not look like you have the biggest of bank accounts. But all that in the end fades away. And there's a song that says, only what you do for Christ will last. And we want to have a lasting inheritance. We want to have an lasting heritage. We want to have what lasts and not what deteriorates. We don't want to have things that will soon be cast down and destroyed. We want to build up our resources in heaven. And the way that we do that is by having a relationship with the source. There are many of us who have asked one of the funniest things, one of the funniest things just ran through my mind, one of the funniest things that we used to, we used to tease folks about, there's no, there's no such thing as an atheist in a foxhole. 
when bullets start flying over your head, you call on Jesus. Now you could say, I don't believe in, you can say it all day long. But when times get rough, folks call on Jesus. And, but their call to Jesus at that time is only to get them out of the situation. Jesus wants to be your friend. He wants to be in relationship with you. He wants to be your source. Because if he becomes your source, he becomes your strength. He can, he'll remove any misery, any strife. He won't leave you. He'll always be with you. And then as you just, you begin to learn what you need to do to increase that relationship, things just seem to fall into place in your life. I'd rather have a stream of funds coming in than just a one time. Would you rather have $1,000 for the rest of your life? Or would you rather just have $1,000 for a moment? And y'all all gonna answer, I'd rather get that $1,000 for the rest of my life. But that's what Jesus is. Jesus is that source. It's not a one-time flash-in-the-pan situation. He's constantly, always empowering us to reflect Christ, reflect him in the earth. And that's what a kingdom citizen does. In all this, my point is this. Ten folks, ten folks got the blessing, but only one got the blesser. Ten folks got the blessing, but only one got the blesser. And that's why Jesus said, your faith has made you well, has made you complete. Not only is your skin cleared up, but your heart is fixed because of your faith, because he connected with the source. Now, you may not have ever heard it like this before, and I would be happy to know that, because I want us to understand that Jesus is everything that we need. And if you don't have a relationship with him, you are in a state of deficiency. Now, there can be people praying for you, people just, you know, looking out for you, but you need to have a relationship yourself with Jesus. And today is as good as day as any for you to have that, start that relationship. And it's a simple process. The Bible says it like this. It says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And then the Bible also says that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And salvation, that word salvation means to be rescued, means to be delivered, 
And so we want you to be rescued. We want you to be delivered from the penalty of sin because the penalty of sin is death. But the gift of God, having plugged into the source, Jesus himself is life. And it's a life that's everlasting, a life for all eternity. And so we want you to make that decision today that you will accept Christ into your life and we want to assist you along this path. We want to assist you along this journey. It's not by yourself. We're here with you. We're here for you to assist you. And so if you have made that decision today, we would love for you to let us know. You can email us at info at godshousecc.com. We will get information to you to assist you upon this journey. And we believe that God is going to begin to work on your behalf because you are not seeking for him to bless you. You are seeking for him to become a part of your life. And so we are excited for you that you've made that decision. And we will do everything within our ability to assist you along that path. All right. Email us at info at godshousecc.com. Well, friends and family, that's it for this week. Let's make sure that we are seeking the source and not looking at what the source has done. Let us get plugged in. Let us improve our relationship. Let us lock in to make sure that we are focusing on having a relationship with Christ. That he can tell you, that your faith is making you well. Well, this has been episode number four, subtitled The Source. We hope that God has touched you, has revealed something to you that will be a blessing to you and those that are around you. Until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.